0: Money FM 89.3, Best of Weekends. Let's get on to our next segment, which is a continuation of our discussion on Singapore's environment. We are very lucky to have with us Carl Pung, who is the co-founder of the Singapore Youth Voices for Biodiversity, also a member of the Global Youth Biodiversity Network, and Sean Lum, senior lecturer at NTU Asian School of the Environment, president of the Nature Society. Uh, Welcome to you both. Glad to have you both on today. Thanks for being with us. Good morning Glenn Neil. Good morning Carl, guys everyone We'll, we'll get straight good in. Good morning good morning we'll, we'll get
1: straight into it. Sean
2: you know you're the president of the nature Society you just heard the, the Minister for National Development
1: there Desmond Lee what are your first thoughts on on the discussion? So my first thoughts, I, I'm terrified. These are ministerial boots we have to fill now. But the the second, the, you know, the second thing I was thinking, Neil, is I mean, how, how can you disagree with any of you know what Minister Lee said? But I, I guess it's it's this thing of how do we take this green plan further? How do we make it transform the way we perceive not just the mm. you know nature, but we each other and 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 this shared environment? I, I think this is you know. How do we transform ourselves in addition to physically transforming the landscape?
2: And Carl, maybe get your thoughts first. You know, we spoke about the younger Singaporeans, and you are the youngest amongst the four of us. You know, (laughs) this this balancing act between the younger generation wanting to protect our biodiversity, but also at some point leaving their parents and finding somewhere to live live themselves. What were your thoughts on that, finding that balance?
3: yeah because definitely i mean as a young singaporean you know i also have like uh, other needs i mean in the future i'm going to stay here you know um with all these um green spaces you know then are there spaces where i can find housing you know and so and that's why it's like a very big philosophical question you know to ask ourselves okay what do we want for city nature and how can we manage these other priorities, as well
0: as conservation of green spaces. Carl, um, is it a Is there a generational divide here with, let's say, uh, Gen Z and, and 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 millennials in general? Are is your generation more willing to sacrifice some modern conveniences to consider the environment more? Let's say maybe more than my generation or Neil's generation. The baby Well, <laughs> I'm glad you <laughs> separated our generations. We are different. Yeah, I hate to say that, but yeah, we are different.
3: <laughs> well, I'm just an individual, so maybe I can't speak for everyone, but mm. at least for the friends that I have and for myself. Um I guess like being raised in the generation where, you know, climate change I I started learning about climate change when I was like primary school. So I think like the more that we know what we are doing to like the earth and to our natural ecosystems, and I think for us maybe the youth, you know, we are more ecologically conscious about these kind of things. So yeah. it, I think it goes beyond just like um, you know protecting natural spaces, but even like living a sustainable lifestyle, because I think that has the greatest like impact on you know um, making our environmental our environment better. Yeah. yeah,
2: and Sean, one one aspect of uh, Minister Desmond Lee's comments that I found fascinating was when he when we were talked about issues Dover Forest, Clementi Forest, what happened at kranji the unfortunate land clearance. Um, that he's, he he says to his staff, we should see this as a positive. He, those were his words. We should see it as a positive, and and maybe not be so sensitive to the fact that it's a criticism in inverted commas, but rather that it shows an engaged aware socially active population who are much keener on our green spaces what did you think about that seemed like a hell of like, a positive to me
1: yeah i, I completely agree neil and glenn uh, how, and then the challenge becomes: how do we harness harness this love for the environment also in such a way that we don't create kind of a, a polarized society mm. there's a greenie group and there's a people who who think that the greenies are 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 out to lunch and that we, we we can actually learn from each other and come out better come out stronger come out greener
0: sean when we talk about the the blending of people with nature and and people among ourselves uh, one of the points i made to the minister was that you know, we I, I believe that we have certainly seen an increase in the number of people using our wild spaces uh, over this past year when they've had nothing else to do uh, during the circuit breaker. But uh, and, and we've talked about this before with you on the show. Are, are you seeing any any different way that we can look at blending everybody's needs and desires? Uh, you know, we've just seen the, the rail corridor open uh, the latest section of it. H- how do we how do we find that? How do we get that balance? Is it possible to even quantify how we're going to get that balance between man and nature and animals and everything?
1: I think we can, Glenn, and I think if, uh, you and Neil have touched on it. You know, just just before we came on, which is it, it takes it takes two hands to, to to make make this work, and so the the planners can do their job, the ministers can make their speeches and, and, and direct these agencies, but unless there's a kind of a societal transformation, that we're all part of this together, then it's just the government providing us with the flats, with the green spaces, with the amenities, and, and I think it's, it's a kind of a collective uh, effort uh, that's needed, and I think that's going to be sort of Green Plan phase two, which is how do we all become uh, part of this? Uh, And the success of the Green Plan rides on this uh, partnership between people and authorities in the private sector, I think.
2: Yeah. On that point, Carl, um, I know that of late the government has been inviting the public to give their interests on things like the Rail Corridor. Give us your suggestions. Uh, They're about to embark upon phase two of the East Coast Park improvements I saw, which is phenomenal. It's something like a (laughs) 15-kilometre nature trail from... Gardens by the Bay to uh, Changi itself and beyond which is wonderful and they're inviting you know submissions from the public is the onus on us Carl to get involved and do you see the younger generation your generation doing just that trying to have an active say on what happens next
3: oh well Neil so I I think like I like in the past, and maybe Sean can confirm this, but you know, nowadays um, the government is really open to listen to the views of like what people want and what people think. And you know, especially when it comes to nature spaces, you know, last time nature spaces weren't really much of a priority as compared to other competing interests. So, you know, what my team does, you know, the Singapore Youth Voices for Biodiversity is that, you know, we, we consolidate, you know, some of these views and we we, we give them you know, to, to the de- de- developers, you know, and, and to give suggestions and uh, even sometimes recommendations. And I guess, like you said, you know, it is the onus of us, you know, now that, you know, these platforms are available to be able to give our views and, and to tell, like, these uh, people in, uh, in, in position of power that, or in, in government that uh, this is what we care about, you know, this is... Uh, what we're willing to discuss, you know, um, not just, um, you know, just housing or focusing on economic needs, but even like um, heritage and and, um, like uh, nature. Yeah.
2: Well, let me jump straight in there on economic needs, because we've just had an an excellent contribution from Kathy Sue, who's directed a question to you, Carl, putting you on the spot as the spokesperson for your younger generation. She says, I do have a question for Carl though. How far do you think you, and not picking on you personally, maybe your generation, would go in terms of personal sacrifices to make a stand or a statement for the environment, i.e., would you, for example, refuse to apply for a BTO in the Tenga area? As we know, the Tenga forest is is earmarked for development. So do you think the onus is on your generation and yourselves to take these kind of of environmental stands, if you like? It's a big question from Cathy.
3: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, Kathy I know Kathy and she's a really really good friend and mentor. Um well that's a lot of pressure there. Um and I guess because I don't want to see like um just nature and you know housing. I mean there's so many other things, you know, like um like maybe buying a new iPhone or <laughs> I, I mean I, I, I use a very old model of phones. <laughs> but um it's it's more like like what um what matters to, like, us, like, what matters to young people, and I, like I said, I can't speak for everybody, but at least for me, um, like, I prioritize, you know, how I treat the environment, you know, you know, over, like, my own wants, you know, consumer wants, uh, and, you know, when it comes to, to housing, um, sometimes um, it, it can be difficult, you know, especially if, Let's say maybe the, the housing in in Tunga, you know, it's it's really great, uh, Forest Town and all that. Mm, so I guess it's like trying to balance out <laughs> uh, what what do I want and and whether and, and trying to like uh, fit it inside um, <laughs> the the moral conscious. Okay. It's it's very hard to explain, mm. um, but I guess it's it's really about. Deciding what matters to
0: you, what what means to you. Yeah, thanks thanks for that, Carl. I know that's a that's a hard question. We're talking hard. Carl Pung, the co-founder of Singapore Youth Voices for Biodiversity, and Sean Lum, senior lecturer at NTU Asian School for the Environment and president of the Nature Society. Sean, to you, uh, I know from having read your bio, you grew up in Hawaii, in and yes. you've been here though for some thirty years uh, in Singapore. As as a as a lecturer, as some as an academic, what do you see that Singapore can take from other places that have maybe gotten it right, perhaps where you grew up in Hawaii, uh, when it comes to regards to nature and the environment and how it's blending with with urban environments? What, What can Singapore learn from other places? And what are some of the other places that you hold up as being successful models? Yes, that's
1: Glenn. That's a great question. I mean, I guess Thank it's you. a couple of things. What can other places learn from us, and what can we learn from other places? And I, I think maybe one thing we could learn from other places. Certainly, when we grew up in Hawaii, uh, uh, the ocean surrounds us. You know, mm-hmm. the ocean really is—it's not just a thing that you go to do recreation. It's actually something that's very important. It was important to us. It was important to our ancestors. It fed us. It—it's it, it, a place for solace. It's a place for contemplation. It's to celebrate and i think kind of and maybe it sounds cliched and in some ways actually we have better environmental management here but what i can say in some of these places nature almost takes on this kind of i mean maybe it's saying too much but almost sacred it, it really becomes something part of your life and very important not something that you go out there to do or to use and i think we're on that we're on that escalator to to going from nature as a place to do stuff to nature that just is important because it exists and Mm. because it's important to you maybe that's i think the technical side flawless you know we're doing great well not flawless but we're doing really really well Mm. um but i think kind of nature in your heart nature in your mindset uh and nature as something that has a right to exist just as we do and our neighbors do
2: but that's just triggered an interesting thought there sean because this idea of kind of going back to nature, not just in an aesthetic sense, but also in a in a practical, almost soulful sense. Maybe I'm, I'm. It's a bit of a stretch, but I've noticed in the last five or six years, younger people, young Singaporeans, fishing again. Hmm. This never happened for ten or fifteen years, but suddenly it's back again. Now I know straight away that there are there are issues with that, but the very yes. idea that this that young people are going back to this very simplistic lifestyle pursuit even though as a vegetarian i kind of see something positive in that they could just be in a shopping mall they could just be on their iphones but Mm. for some reason this soulful connection back to the environment back to nature simplicity call it what you
1: want but i see certain positives in that sean what do you think I, I do too, Neil, and um, you know uh, there are vegetarians like yourself or my, my wife and, and which fan- is fantastic for the, our footprint too. And, but um, you know f- for those who are not, there's an, when we eat, you know I mean and I'm not criticizing anybody's I mean that's we, we evolved eating meat, you know but mm. there was an animal on that other, other side that gave its life uh, to be eaten, and I think that thing needs to be treated with some respect in going out there and actually catching your own food. Uh, can can help generate that respectfulness. You see that fish flopping around, and and then, you know, the life drains out of it. But maybe there's something in there too, and there is that connection with nature, taking what you need, and not taking it for granted. And yeah. I think that's a very valuable lesson to
0: Take learn. you what
2: you need
1: and no more.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And, and Mike Ang uh, just commented, uh, Sean, on something you said, which is "nature in the heart" uh, as being a, a wonderful expression that he that he uh, took from your comments a bit earlier. Uh, gentlemen, we do have to leave it there for now. Uh, Carl Pung, the co-founder of the Singapore Voices for. Uh, biodiversity, youth voices for biodiversity, and Sean Lum, uh, the president of the Nature Society, also lecture at NTU. Uh, thank you again, as always, for being with us, uh, giving giving great voice to where we are now and where we're going next with our uh, with our city in in nature, city in a garden, and our livable city.
1: Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Neil. Carl, love you guys. Thank you,
0: <laughs> thank Thanks, you for organizing. No.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM eighty nine three dot SG